Hey, welcome to Vim Online. Um, if you've listened before, this is not the normal introduction. Um, so I was recording this just like a normal week, and God really spoke to me that this message is going to be used in a really great way. Um, normally, I will release them on Sundays, and today is Friday that I'm releasing it. I recorded it yesterday. And I wanted to get it out as fast as I possibly could. So the editing process and whatnot, I have decided to release it today. Today is Friday. Um, And why I'm telling you that is because I want you to listen to this and I want you to let the Lord speak to you through this. And if he does, or even if he doesn't, I really would love for you to share this and for you to send this out because it is your sharing and it is your support that makes everything that I do here possible. All the work I put in is only made possible, and it's only going to expand because of you. So I thank you for listening, for tuning in. I pray you're blessed. I hope you know you are loved. I hope you know you have purpose, and I hope you know you belong. Well, I feel blessed to minister to you today. However you're listening, I like to listen to podcasts while I work out, um, while I'm in the car, while I'm cooking dinner. So I don't know if you're, you know, cooking, slaving away like um, like my mom did. And this is a true story. She would she would pick us up from from school and take us straight home. And instead of letting us go in the house, you know, she had been at work all day, so she needed a little peace and quiet. So instead of letting us in the house, she she told me this is probably why I have so many issues now. She told me that she would um, zip us shut into a trampoline, you know, the net, and she would zip it shut. And she would make us stay in the trampoline like it was a crate, like it was a like it was a cage so she could make dinner so that we wouldn't keep up coming up and and bothering her and um so you know I don't know if you need to call DSS now or if that's even the right organization but it's a true story and I don't know about you I kind of I can't blame her really because now that I cook sometimes, I'm a pretty good cook, not going to lie. Now that I cook sometimes, I hate it when people are in in my way. So, I don't know if I would put my kids in a crate or anything. I'm just messing. But, you know, Martha, she was cooking one time and... Jesus was the uh, was the star of the show. He was over for dinner. So, you know, she kind of felt like there was a lot of pressure, you know. And that's how life is sometimes. You know, you might even be praying for something and then it starts to come to fruition in your life. But now all of a sudden, the blessing comes with pressure. And so they have this blessing of the Messiah is over at their house to eat dinner but now there's the pressure of, well, what if he doesn't like my, you know, dipping sauce? And is the bread is the bread burnt or is the bread 
too raw in the middle. How's the bread? You know, what do we, did we season this enough? Did we over, is that way too much salt? I don't know. Oh my gosh. You know, is this burnt? Is this burnt? Taste this. How does this taste? Yeah, because, because the higher you go, the more pressure you feel. And so a lot of us are making progress, but the more progress we make, the more pressure we feel. And it's like that, you know, everything, everything that you want and you start to attain, there comes with it a pressure. Am I doing good enough? Am I, am I enough? Am I going to let everybody down? Do I have what it takes? And there's this pressure. It's the pressure of progress. And so I don't know if, if you're listening to this in the kitchen like um like Martha was in in Luke 10 and that's where I want to hang out cuz I was having this moment where I, I felt pressured and I kind of had like a few things going through my mind. I don't know if you've ever been there where it's like, oh, there's just so much to think about. There's so much to do. There's so many people to please and there's all this pressure. There's this fear I have. There's this self-doubt I'm dealing with. And there's just all this all this pressure. And I was having one of those moments and I did this thing that I'm not really proud of, but I'm going to tell it to you because maybe somebody listening to this and maybe you've experienced something similar to this where I was just driving and I was just like gripping the steering wheel so tight and I was just like gripping it so much I could, you know, feel it in my shoulders and my in my triceps and and I was just squeezing the steering wheel and I was just I I felt I don't know frustrated and like I had a bunch of pressure on me. And so I'm squeezing and I'm like thinking of through all this all this stuff, you know, when things just flow through your mind and it's like you're not even in control. Everything's just flying a million miles an hour in your mind and you've got the steering wheel just in your hand. I don't know if you've ever had a moment like this of pressure where you want to just punch some drywall. And so, you know, you have this moment and it's like, ah, and I was like, I remember it. I was in the car and I was like, what the heck? Come on, God. You know, why? Why? What the heck? And all of a sudden in my frustration, I felt this impression on my spirit from God. And I wouldn't, it wasn't like audible, but it was like God was speaking right to me. And he said, and it's going to sound weird. I know it's going to sound weird. But after I explain it, it won't sound weird. So I'm in the car. I'm gripping the steering wheel. I'm frustrated. I'm like, what the heck, God? You know? And God's like, Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha. And so I, I opened my Bible to the story. This story takes place in the home of Martha. Luke 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, 
he came to a village where a woman named Martha had opened her home to him. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted. She was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. I want to stay on that phrase for a second. That had to be made. Martha had convinced herself that this has to happen and it has to happen this way. And so when something went against what she believed needed to happen, she became frustrated. When her expectation of what God was supposed to be like was not accurate. I don't know if you've ever had a moment where God just surprised you. I don't know if you've ever had, you know, just something happen and you were like, God, I thought you were different than that. I didn't think you were going to let this happen. I didn't think you were going to let a virus do this. I didn't think you were going to let me lose my job. I didn't think you were going to let them divorce me. I didn't think you were going to let this happen. And when Martha's idea of what God should have done was let down, she was almost said pissed. She was mad. And and she was distracted by the preparation. The preparation, or I could say it like this, the pressure was distracting. It was the pressure of doing what she was so willing to do that distracted her from the one she was trying to serve. I mean, she was trying. Like, Martha was really trying. All right, let me say it like this, because this is how God showed it to me when I went back and I started reading over the story. Mary was sitting at the Lord's feet, and Martha was in the kitchen preparing a meal for Jesus and his disciples. So they're both doing different activities, but they were both worshiping. They were worshiping in different capacities. So Martha is working, and that's how she was worshiping. They weren't going to eat if she didn't, you know, if she wasn't cooking the dinner, there wasn't going to be any dinner. And then Jesus was going to have to do the whole, you know, five, five loaves and two fish thing all over again. And so she knew if I don't do this, notice what it says, that the preparations had to be made. She was distracted by all the preparations, but they had to be made. It wasn't like she was distracted by Instagram. 
It wasn't like she was distracted, you know, texting while driving and doing something that didn't really need to happen. I mean, it was like, it's how it is sometimes. It's like what I need to do gets in the way of what I want to do. I think Martha would have loved to just been sitting right by Mary, you know, right by her at Jesus's feet. But dinner had to be made. Somebody had to do it. And I don't know if you ever felt like that, like somebody's got, you know, if I don't do it, I don't know who will. So they're both worshiping, right? They're both worshiping. It just looks different. Notice Jesus was never mad at Martha for cooking dinner. The only time Jesus corrected Martha was when Martha said, "What? Hey, she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. So the only time the Lord corrected her was when Martha was telling Jesus how to be God. She was telling Jesus how to be God. And so that's when God corrected her. That's when Jesus changed the perspective. And this is what he said. He said, Martha, Martha. You know, you're you're frustrated. Martha, Martha. You can let go of the steering wheel. Martha, Martha. You can just take three deep breaths and count to ten right now. Martha, Martha. Just deep breath in and deep breath out. Come on, Martha, 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 the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things. About many things. You're worried and you're upset about many things. I wonder, you know, you listening to this right now. Are are you worried about many things? Are you worried about many things? Hmm. And notice the next verse, verse 42. I know you're following along. It says, you're worried about, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing I'm realizing. I'm going to tell you a secret. Some of the stuff we worry about isn't even worth worrying about. You couldn't see it. I just took a lap around this room I'm recording in because... That's what God wants you to see. And that's what the devil doesn't want you to know. (sighs) That's, I'm not going to lie. Some things you need to be concerned about. Some things you need to take an interest in. Maybe somebody does need to cook dinner. Maybe somebody does need to go to work and try to find a job. And if you don't have a job, don't just sit at home and say, well, the Lord told me not to worry and not fill out any job applications. And don't just say, you know, oh man, woe is me. 
But God told me not to worry, so I don't have to do anything. My blessing's going to chase me down, and I don't have to. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. There is a level of concern you must take. God's not going to do everything for you. But there is a point. There is a point where you can worry so much. Where you can become frustrated and start punching the steering wheel and gripping it and just shaking it. And, and it's ah, about stuff that you can't even control. That's what, she, that's what he said. But few things are needed. Some of the stuff you're worried about, you don't even need to be thinking about. Martha, that's not your job to worry about. Some of you have taken on worry that has not been given to you. But few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. Only one. Only one. That's all. Just worry about one thing. That's what Jesus said. Worry about one thing. One thing. Only one. And that is what Mary has chosen, chosen which is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Because Mary chose to. Verse 39. Listen. This is what verse 39 says. I'll read it again. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. I'm starting to realize that if I want more peace, I need to start talking less to God and listening more. If I want more peace, I don't need to pray more. I need... To listen more. To listen more. Mary and Martha were both worshiping. It just looked different. So Mary is at church. And she doesn't really look like she's listening to the sermon. She doesn't lift her hands during worship. She doesn't really sing. She just kind of follows along and listens to the music. But she's listening. And Martha's sitting right next to her. Got her pen and pad out and just taking notes. And writing down everything. Hopping up and shouting, clapping her hands. Dancing around during the music. And she's doing all the right stuff. She's doing all the right stuff. Externally. But internally, Martha's the one that's frustrated. They were both worshiping. It just looked different. And the only time Jesus corrects her is when Martha tries to tell God what Mary needs to do. I don't know if you've ever looked at somebody and said, well, God, you know what they need to do? You need to let them know. You need to tell them to do this. You know, I don't know if you've ever said that about your husband. God, won't you just tell them to, you know, or or about a coworker? God, won't you just tell them? Won't you just tell them to stop, stop chewing so loud and start brushing their teeth more? 
They're both worshiping, but it just looked different. Hmm. Yeah. Because Mary and Martha were in the same situation. They were in the same house. They were in the presence of the same people. They were in the same place. But they had different perspective. They had a different perspective. And this wasn't even really the first time or maybe it was the first time, but we see that another time they don't have the same perspective. John 11. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and Martha, her sister. This Mary, whose brother was Lazarus, now lay sick was the same one who poured perfume on Jesus's on on the Lord's feet and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, "Lord, the one you love is sick." When he heard this, Jesus said, "This sickness will not end in death, no. It is for God's glory, so that God's son may be glorified through it." Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two days. What? What? Now, Jesus, I think I misread that. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. He didn't, he didn't go. He didn't go. He didn't go. And then he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you. Well, let's skip to verse 11. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. <laughs> Listen to this. This is verse 12. This is funny. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. But listen to this. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us go, that we may also die with him. Come on, Thomas. But listen to this, verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb 
for four days. Now, this is significant. Four days. Because it was believed in that culture that the spirit could return to the body within three days. So if somebody had been dead for three days, there was a chance of resurrection. There was a chance that they could be revived and brought back to life. But this was four days. It was four days. All hope was lost. They had given up. They did not believe anything was going to happen. And I don't know who's listening to this. On your fourth day, you think hope is lost, but God is showing up. God is showing up a day late. And you think, well, it's over. I'm too old. I've lost too much. I can't. I'm not smart enough. Nothing's going to work for me. And now, Jesus shows up. Four days. He was late. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. You remember Martha was the one in the kitchen cooking it up. And Mary was just sitting at Jesus' feet. And now Martha's the one running out to meet Jesus. And Martha's, she's like, I'll just wait here. Now hold on. So in Luke 10, it was Mary that was closer to Jesus. But now it's Martha. Because they worship different. So just because in one moment it doesn't look like they're worshiping. Oh, their hair their hands aren't lifted. Yeah, but they're actually paying attention. You know? Or it's like, oh, you know, they didn't really smile at me. No, but they were thinking about how to be nicer and they're trying. So just because somebody you can't I'm trying to say 12 things at once. You can't judge somebody on their external. You don't know what they're really thinking. You don't know what they're really going through. Maybe just the fact that they gave you a half smile and you think that was kind of rude. Maybe that's the best they can do right now because you don't know what hell's going on in their life. Don't judge somebody. It was Martha now that actually came out to meet Jesus and Mary stayed home. So if we're gonna talk like one was better than the other, I don't know, I would always pick Mary. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother would have not died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. It was Martha who had faith. In John 11, Mary stayed home because it's the fourth day. All hope is lost. But Martha, the one who was distracted, worrying in the kitchen, is now the one coming out and saying, God, I know it seems too late. I know all hope should be lost. But God, I believe that you can do something. I believe you can change this. I know I always haven't been the best. 
I know sometimes I've been in the kitchen when I should have been sitting at your feet. I know sometimes I've been blaming other people for how they worship. But, but even now, even now, but this is what she said. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. And then Jesus responded to her. Your brother will rise again. And then Martha, she kind of went backwards on the faith train. She said, I know, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. She said, I know, I know about all that. And he was like, no, but I'm not going to do it the way you think I'm going to do it. See, that's why we're so worried. Because we think that if God's going to bless us, he has to bless us the way we want him to. But he said, no, I'm not going to do it the way you expect me to do it. He said, I'm not going to raise him at the resurrection on the last day. Because verse 25, I am. I am the resurrection. He did not say, I know how to do resurrection. He said, I am. I am resurrection. I am resurrection. Even on the fourth day, I am resurrection. And the one who believes in me will live. And even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, Son of God, who has come into the world. And I want to get more into the story of Lazarus, but I don't really think we have time because I'm trying to end this on a timely manner. But here's what I really want to speak to you. And here's what God wants to show you. Let me try to round it up in three points, all right? The more progress, here's point one. The more progress, the more pressure. So just because all of a sudden now you feel like there's more pressure and it, just because you feel like you're doing worse doesn't mean you actually are. You know, you're like, oh, I used to be so much better at this. You know, I used to be, I used to have so much more time to spend with God. Well, but yeah, n but now you're actually spending more time with family and now you're actually going out and doing a job you enjoy. So yeah, you don't have time three hours to spend with God every morning and there's more restrictions on your schedule but just because there's more pressure doesn't mean you've gone backwards most of the time the more pressure means more progress and so that's point one point two is worship looks different for everybody so for Martha working was how she worshiped for Mary, sitting at Jesus' feet was how she worshipped. I'm so glad that not everybody thinks the same way I think and acts the same way I act and talks the same way I talk. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Because life would be so boring if we were all the same. The issue arises in Luke 10. Not when Martha's in the kitchen, but when she tries to make Mary do the thing that Martha was supposed to be doing. So just because Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet 
Or just because Martha is in the kitchen away from Jesus doesn't mean neither of them are worshiping. So that's point two. And here's point three. God's going to do it. God is going to do it, but he's not going to do it the way you expect it. God is going to raise Lazarus, but he's not coming when you want him to come. He's coming one day too late, four days after you're dead. After he could have shown up, he didn't even have to come. He could have snapped his finger right there and healing could have gone to Lazarus before Lazarus even died. And he stayed, he stayed, he stayed. He stayed two more days when he heard about Lazarus because he knew that if he would have just healed Lazarus, he would have been the healer. But since he raised him on the fourth day, the King James Version says that Lazarus' tomb had stinketh. Because God's not afraid to work in messy situations. So you think just because your past stinketh. You think just because of the things that have happened to you stinketh. Just because your mindset stinketh. Just because your motivation stinketh. That all hope is lost. But God will show up right in the middle of your stink. Right in the middle of your mess. And he will do it. But he will be resurrection because he wasn't the healer. Oh, did you get that? He was resurrection because he wasn't the healer. He couldn't have been both. If he would have been in the moment healer when they needed the healer, he could not have been resurrection when they needed resurrection. God will surprise you and do things different than you expected. Martha was in the kitchen and she said, doesn't Mary need to be helping me? I locked my kids up in the trampoline just so I could cook this meal. And God said, no, Martha, Martha. Jackson, Jackson. He's speaking that to you too. Sally, Sally, you're... You know, Brandon, Brandon, you're worried about, you're worried about many things. You're worried about, about so many things. And some of the stuff you're worried about really isn't even something you should be some some of the things we worry about and we don't even have control over. Oh, is the virus going to come? Well, uh, wash your hands. Wear a mask. You know, don't go hugging people in the grocery store, but past that, you know, there's only so much you can do. There, There's only so much you can do and watching the news 24-7 and worrying nonstop isn't going to help. There's only so much you can do. 
when other people's lives are falling apart and you're tempted to fix it for them, maybe just let it. Let them make some mistakes and be there to pick them back up. Because there's only so much you can do. You can't ask God to make Mary come and help you in the kitchen. There's only so much you can control. There's only so much you can do. There's only so much. And if you keep worrying, if you keep worrying, if you keep worrying about things you don't control, eventually you won't even be able to focus on the things you can control. Oh, man, that was the best thing I probably will ever say into this microphone. The more you worry about things you can't control, the less you can focus on things you can. I'm going to say that 12 more times. The more you worry about things you can't control, the less you can focus on the things you can. Praise God. He's speaking to you right now. Martha, Martha, you're worried about so many things. But if you would just focus on the things I've called you to do and given you to do. There's a level of life that is mystery and you have no control over you can get degrees you can get jobs and you can you can get spouses and houses and cars but there's a level to life there's a mystery to it all and the more you worry about what you can't control the least the less you can focus on what you can. God, thank you so much for what you're doing. God, thank you for this. God, thank you for this word. It's going to help me. It's going to help people listening to this. I thank you for the people sharing this message. I thank you for the people sharing this, sending it to their friends and saying, listen to this, listen, listen, listen. Just like Mary, we want to come and listen at your feet, Lord. You're speaking. You're speaking. You're speaking now. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this blessed you. I hope this encouraged you. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. I wanted to say um, thank you to those who give to um, to the podcast. It helps so much. Helps us reach and do more. And so, really appreciate. It. Those of you who do that, if you're interested in doing that, go um, to our website and you will see there the support page. Um, You can get to our website by clicking the link that is in the uh, description below. Thank you so much. Hey, before you go, I hope this encouraged you. I hope you know you have purpose, you are loved and you belong. If you did enjoy this, um, I just want to ask, share it, um, screenshot it, send it to your friends, share the link, do whatever you can do, get the word out. It'll really help, help us out. 
Um, second, go to our website, vimonline.org. If you just made a decision of faith and you're like, I want to start stepping in relationship, walking in stride with God. If that's you, the very first page, when you pull up vimonline.org, it'll be a decision for faith. You can put in your name, your email and your address. And we're not going to do anything weird. We're not going to bug you. We're not going to send you a bunch of stuff or show up at your door. We just want to say congratulations. We want to send you a Bible um, and some other resources that will help you getting started along and walking with God. Also, by going to vimonline.org, you can support. Financially, it is the financial gifts that help us move forward and take the ministry into new places. Thank you so much. I hope this blessed you. Thank you.